Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dice and Death. Tonight we meet yet another Coterie member, a Malkavian named Yana Juregrando, played by Mary. Viewer discretion is advised. You stand in front of a rather bland and unassuming brown door, with the number 203 displayed on a placard. Stale, frigid air flows from the air vents in this exceedingly boring office complex you find yourself in. In your hand, you hold a handwritten note containing the address of the building and the same number as the room before you. And a time. The current time, in fact. The note begins with mandatory group therapy and ends with a signature from the Malkavian primogen Jason Newberry, who, as you have recently learned, prefers to just go by son. So, what would you like to do? Well, I suppose I stare at the paper for a moment and knock on the door with a into the madhouse i go there's there's not really a response uh i, I mean like there's sort of like a, a, a oh come in kind of thing but you the door swings open without uh resistance and you enter the room to see a circle of about 20 or so chairs uh, most of them are full but there are a few gaps here and there and as you enter it is to the silent stares of the current occupants. There's a blank whiteboard on the opposite side of the room and various motivational posters, uh, you know, hang in there type things. And uh, you do not see Sun currently sitting in the room. Do I recognize anyone in there? You do not, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> uh, 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 uh. Hello, uh, everyone. Um, would you like a drawing? Everybody in the room is kind of eyeing you very curiously. Um, and there's sort of a pause after you ask this. And a a younger blonde hair man, haired man smiles and, and uh, sort of like raises his hand a little bit. Uh, he has a scar on the right side of his jaw, and uh, he's wearing a kind of, like, ratty, but not like he's homeless, just kind of like a very worn, uh, like, button-up flannel shirt and jeans. Uh, and he says, I don't know what that is, but I I I'd be interested. You've never, just, you've never drawn anything. Let me tell you about drawings. Come with me. And I'm going to walk over to the whatever the whiteboard is. Are there markers? Yeah, yeah, I would think there are markers. Okay. I hand him one, and I take the other in my left hand. And with my right hand, I'm going to um, just, like, squiggle on the board, basically. Pretending like I'm drawing a masterpiece. <laughs> he's he's going to, like, 
hold up his marker and and like watch you do this like he, he's enraptured I'm, I'm i'm physically holding his hand to like draw on the board with mine <laughs> oh perfect okay got it got it okay yeah uh he, he's just then he's in that case he's just watching your your hand sort of carry his across the board just like fascinated like this is the coolest thing he's ever seen uh once you finish he he says that was so cool uh, hi uh, i'm uh, i'm theodore klein uh, it's nice to meet you. Charmed. Yana, Juragrande. You should try drawing more often. You can do it uh, with literally anything. Oh, y- yes. Uh, uh, maybe I will. Um, and and he, he sort of starts to to like go back to the board and, and try to draw some more. Um, but then he kind of stops himself and says, Oh, uh, but you know I shouldn't. Uh, Sun will probably be here any minute, so... Uh, Maybe later, but I, I would love to draw some more with you. Anytime, my, you know, sort of tragic friend. Uh, he kind of cocks his head to one side and says, tragic? How have you lived a, a life already and never drawn anything, my dear? Tragic. Well, I, I suppose I just never saw a need. Well, the need is for fun. And with that, he'll he'll kind of just move from this conversation, just exit it, and go back to his seat. That's very fair. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you would like to do? Who else is in the room? How many people are here? And like, uh, a little less than twenty. Um, okay. They're they're all fairly normal looking people. Uh, you, there is one person who, as you sort of like turn to survey the room. All everyone's eyes have remained glued on you this entire time. Like they, they, they seem very curious about you, except for one person. Uh, she, she is a, a woman with long dark hair who barely even seems to register your presence. Uh, she's small and slight, but sturdily built. Uh, her dark brown hair is braided into a thick uh, plate. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, She's wearing a smartly cut business suit and pants. Uh, and she kind of has like a somewhat annoyed expression on her face. Yeah, that, that that's kind of the general vibe. Other than that, Theodore, who you just met, uh, has found his seat again and is just grinning ear to ear. Like he's the happiest guy on the planet. Aw, sweet psycho boy. Is there a seat near the woman who is not looking at me? Yeah, I, I think there's probably probably a seat next to her. I would like to sit there. All right. Yeah. You find your seat and uh, she doesn't even like look at you while you see it. She's kind of just like examining her nails. Almost like she's in a hurry, but like she's like tapping one of her fingers like on her leg. Um, Like she just doesn't want to be here at all. I want to sort of wave my hand in front of her face. Uh, she's looking at her nails, like between her her face and her nails, mm-hmm. and and say, "Holy Spirit, demand you here as well." She turns to you and, and eyes you up and says, "No, it was a man who demanded me to be here." Isn't everyone a man technically? She she doesn't <laughs> say anything. Uh. 
I, I think she, she doesn't just doesn't say anything and no, I, I, I think she just ignores you. And uh just sort of goes back to examining her nails. Well, okay. Um Hey hey everyone. Why are you looking at me like that? Except what's her deal? As you say that, the door swings open. And in walks the Malkavian Primogen. Uh, a son himself uh, has the appearance of an 18-year-old good-looking male with swept-back blonde hair, clear blue eyes, and a pretty tidy, sharp, like, outfit. Um, and, he, like, he has, like, a button-up shirt that's buttoned up to the neck. He, he's very proper. And draped over his sol sh shoulder, he has, like, a satchel bag. And he makes his way to an empty seat and uh, smiles at the group and says, Good evening, everyone. And he uh, he sits, pulls out a, a legal pad and a uh, pin out of his bag and quickly writes something down as the group sort of patiently waits. Most of them still kind of eyeing you. And um, after a few quiet moments of him sort of writing, uh, he stops, looks around at the group and clicks his pen again and says, uh, Welcome. Thank you all for coming. I'm happy to see so many faces tonight. Though I see Deimos has deemed not to join us again. A shame, but that is his way. Uh, I see that Alexa is also absent tonight. They informed me that uh, their hands were full with other matters, so not to worry on in that regard. So I was promised they would be at our next session, so... Uh, and I see that Miss Bronwyn has decided to take the time to join us tonight as well. Uh, your presence here is so valued. And as he references Bronwyn, he gestures to the woman that you're sitting next to, who is clearly just not even listening to him right now. She she just kind of silently stares back at him. And Theodore, from earlier, perhaps a little too eagerly, uh, raises his hand and says, I I'm happy to be here too, son. And uh, to that, Sun doesn't really make any sort of immediate reaction to this greeting uh, and instead maintains eye contact with Bronwyn. And after a moment, he clicks his pen again and turns to him and says, I'm happy you're here as well, Theodore. And Theodore kind of almost like beams at Sun, who continues uh, addressing the whole group now and says, I'm sure you're all curious about the new face among us. Uh, would you care to introduce yourself, Yana? And please, take your time. This is a safe space, and you're among friends here. Hello, friends that I've made and have. Each and every one of you. Um, my name is currently Yana Juragrando. Um, I'm here because I got a letter and the paper told me where to go. Um, it's very nice to be among all of my friends that I remember making. I um, please don't ask me about your stories. I'm a bit addled at the moment, so I will not be able to remember them if I have learned them in the first place. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit there. 
Uh, it's great to be here. I don't know what this is or why I'm here, but it's great. I taught him how to draw. Hello. As you make this kind of introduction, everyone in the group, save for Bronwyn, just like hyper fixates on you again. And you seem almost like fascinating to them. As like boy fascinating or like I want to dissect this fascinating. Can I tell? Uh, sure. Yeah. If you want to make a make like a let's see, that would probably be a wits and insight check, which is a pretty good roll for you. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> oh, wow. That's a very good roll indeed. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't tell. It's my roll 20s in night mode, and I can't see what any of the numbers are. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll fix that <laughs> next time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, you got like four out of five, so you did very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's roll, dude. Um, so, uh, yeah, most of them, it's not like they, they want to like eat you or anything. It's It's mostly just like, who is this person? What? What are they? I don't understand. Like it, it, it's you kind of like shouldn't exist. Almost is is sort of the vibe you're getting. Um, like you're you're an anomaly. You're an you're an alien in the room kind of deal, or, or an elephant in the room. That's probably a better way right. to describe it. Or an alien. Uh, or an alien. Both yeah. would get similar reactions. I think. Yeah, yeah, they probably would. Uh, as you at, like as you finish your wrap up or, or your uh, introduction. Sun smiles at you and uh, once again turns to the whole group and says, Yana here is unfortunately sireless. Prince Jackson has graciously allowed her to remain in Chicago despite this slight breach of etiquette under the condition that she attend our sessions. And interestingly, the second he says this, all interest in you in the room drops. And it's noticeable. Hmm. It feels as if the entire room and maybe even the walls themselves could just say, oh. And Sun continues. And he says, I hope you will all welcome her with open arms, as it is my hope that she will become a valued member of our clan and our little group sessions here. And uh, he pauses for a moment, sort of expectingly waiting for the group to sort of respond. And they kind of just remain silent. No one really says anything, um, except for Theodore, who warmly says, It's very nice to meet you again, Yana. I I'm sure you'll love it here. It it it's really a great group. Pleasure's all mine, Mr. Klein. Uh, uh, he just sort of like enthusiastically nods at you, uh, a little too enthusiastically. And I'm starting to gather that's his vibe. <laughs> a little bit. And Sun says, um, well, now that we have the introductions out of the way, we'll go ahead and begin the session earnest. Uh, I thought tonight we could have a little chat about what most kindred refer to as our beasts. How does it manifest for each of you? And what solutions you can use to deal with it? Uh, to start us off, uh, would anyone like to give a general description of how their beast manifests itself? Out of the group, uh, the only one to raise their hand is Theodore. Shocker. Yeah. Um, and Sun waits for a moment, sort of looking around the group. Like, you know how in class, 
like mm-hmm. that that one kid who knows all the answers yeah, always yeah exactly. yeah yeah exactly. it's kind of that same vibe after a moment and seeing like no one else raise their hand unless you do no absolutely not cool uh he uh he kind of lets out a sigh and just says yes mr klein why don't you start us off and theodore lowers his hand and sort of clasps them in his lap and kind of fidgets a little like he's he's uncomfortable and and says uh well uh the first time my beast came out it was uh it was pretty scary uh someone was being rude to me uh and i i i didn't want to hurt hurt them but then suddenly yeah I just I I, I I felt terrible afterwards. I, I mean, you know, they were rude to me, but they 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 didn't deserve it. I I I, I hated feeling like that. I I hated myself. I I felt like I was the one responsible. Sun just sort of like calmly nods his head and and writes as Theodore's saying all this. And as Theodore sort of finishes talking, um, Sun looks up from his notepad and asks calmly, uh. And do you still feel that way? Like you were responsible? Well, uh, you know, since I, I started coming here, it, it's, it's actually really helped me a lot. Uh, I mean, all of us, we all go through the same kind of thing, just in different ways. And, uh, you know, being around others who know what that's like it, it, it's helped me come to terms with what my beast did uh, i'm not proud that it happened but i think maybe eventually uh i can find a way to forgive myself son carefully watches theodore for a moment who is kind of has kind of been on the verge of tears this whole time um yeah uh uh until son eventually puts his notepad down and stands up and walks over to theodore and sort of crouches down in front of him and places his hands on his knees and he says oh sweet theodore you know that won't do at all and theodore kind of looks up shocked at the primogen, um, maybe a little hurt, and Sun continues and says, you're dissociating yourself from your beast. Make no mistake, it was your hands that caused that blood to flow. You're lying to yourself again. Uh, But but I I thought, it's okay, my boy. This is exactly why we're here, to have these kinds of conversations. Sun stands up and moves towards the center of the circle, addressing the whole group now, and says, Mr. Klein brings up a very important point, and one so often mismanaged by our kind. Many kindred make the mistake of viewing their beast as separate from themselves. But ignoring your beast entirely, separating it from yourself, well... That will only push your beast further into the light. You must accept that part of yourself. If you're ever to find any semblance of stability. Do you understand what I mean, Theodore? Theodore has kind of 
recovered a little bit, uh, but he, he still kind of has like a conflicted look on his face and, and says, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, I, I think so. It's just hard to, and Sun swiftly returns to Theodore, bending over and, you know, placing his hands on his shoulders and says, then tell me, this rude person, who killed him? Theodore is avoiding eye contact as best he can and, and softly says, I did. No, look at me, Theodore. Who killed them? I did. Look at me, Theodore, one more time. Who killed them? And Theodore, in a burst of energy, stands and shoves Sun back forcefully. Fury is in his eyes and he says, I killed them! I crushed his skull and I tore out his guts! I killed that piece of shit and I liked it! Sun calmly backs up to the center of the circle and he says and there it is the beast as kindred like to call it Theodore is shaking his fury is now replaced with fear or perhaps shame and he looks down at his trembling hands and collapses back into his chair sobbing Sun calmly walks back to him and places his arm around him and says, I'm proud of you, Theodore. Admitting something like that isn't easy, but it is so important. You're proud of me? Sun nods and stands, returning back to his chair, collecting his notepad and writing some notes down as he continues to address the whole group. I cannot overstate the importance of accepting your beast. Never forget, it is a part of who we are. And while we certainly have our own unique circumstances within our clan, any therapist would agree that an essential part of self-care is accepting every aspect of yourself, even the parts you may not like. This is something doubly important for our clan in particular becomes so easy to lose track of who we are. What makes us, us? Uh, and Theodore wipes his, his bloody eyes because he's been crying, and he smiles again and says, Thank you, Jason. Son smiles back and nods. Now, I'm not expecting you all go out and strive for Golconda here. And a little pockets of laughter kind of emanate from the group, as well as from Theodore, who who kind of overlaughs because he's trying to fit in. And Do I know what that means? I don't think you would, actually. I'm not sure I, that you would, yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm like, I sort of just look around at everybody laughing, and I, you know, take off my glasses and start cleaning the lenses, and just like, I have the the... Julia Louis Dreyfus, you know, the giggling what the fuck expression on my face. <laughs> um, but I'm not actually laughing out loud at whatever joke he made because I don't get it. So, oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sun continues and says, This is such an important aspect of who we are. To ignore it is to tempt disaster. Uh, now then, uh, who would like to go next? Oh, how about you, Bronwyn? We we so rarely hear from you these nights. And uh, Bronwyn meets Sun's eyes and stares back and just says, 
pass. Oh, come on, you, you grace us with your presence for the first time in months and you don't even want to participate. Surely something brought you here tonight. Pass. Can I can I tell if she seems like nervous or guilty? Can I get like a read on? Sure, yeah. What's... Uh, because you rolled so good on your insight later or, or earlier, I'm just gonna use that same roll. Um, okay. She does not seem afraid necessarily. It it seems she just doesn't want to talk to Sun. I think it's safe to say with a roll that good, she is absolutely not okay. interested in in anything that Sun has going on. Um, okay. But Sorry, fear fear is definitely not on the table for her right now. So it's just she don't want to talk to Sun. Yeah, she she's she's annoyed, and it seems like she doesn't want to be here. Okay. Um. I'm gonna just sort of elbow her and just like just say something. Um, Get it up. She'll turn and kind of glare at you, and to you as well. She'll just say, "Pass." And a silence will kind of settle in the room. It's kind of awkward, and and Sun lets it linger for a moment, just staring at Bronwyn, and uh, eventually he kind of gives in and says, uh, as you wish, but I'll get you to open up one of these nights. Uh, and he kind of smiles at her, which she does not return. And then so Sun says, uh, oh, let's see then. Um, well, how about our newcomer? Yana, how about it? Care to tell us what your beast is like? Cold and quiet. Cold and quiet. Well, that's interesting. Most kindred's beasts are a little more boisterous. Uh, quiet how? She waits for me to make a mistake. She hovers in the back of my mind. She waits for a moment that I'm unaware. Strike. For I think she knows she's playing a long game. She's playing chess while the rest of us are running a sprint. He'll he'll say, fascinating. And have you developed any means to control this beast? Uh, it waits for you to make a mistake, but we all make mistakes. So how do you deal with it? I have to maintain a fire larger than her, than her sight. She cannot see the mistake. She cannot move on it. So I just have to maintain the fact that I can, I can outstep her. I can stand out of her sights. It's a constant puzzle. One that I aim to fix. Very much looking forward to getting to know you better, Yana. Well, it, if your beast ever does surface again, uh, my advice would be that it's often helpful to remember what's important to us. People or places or things that are close to us. Things that remind us of who we are. 
Tell me, do you have anything like that? Everyone has something important to them. Certainly. What's important to you? Does everyone else spill their secrets? Well, that's what therapy is for. It's all about the discussion of secrets, what makes us tick, how we can better ourselves. That's why we're here. Hmm. I would like to pass. Sun lingers on you for a moment after that and um, looks around at the group, kind of gauges their reaction a little bit and puts his hands up a little bit just as like, a, all right, all right, I won't press any further. And can I, can I tell what their reaction? Are they surprised? Do people normally like bend to Sun when he asks? Uh, yeah, I think I think within the circle there are kind of like a whoa. Uh, she she just said that Bronwyn's the only one who's who's really done that before. Um, Theodore is also kind of a little taken aback. He he's kind of perplexed at why he would you would pass, and. Uh, he says, uh, so, or son says, uh, very well, very well. I, I shall not press the matter. I, I think I've learned more than enough for our first session. I suppose in the interest of fair play, it, it would only be fair if I talked a little bit about my beast, since we're having such a difficult time getting people to share tonight. So, yes, I, believe it or not, your fabulous primogen have had my own difficulties with my beast though i've never really liked referring to it that way uh, it reinforces the idea that it's something separate from yourself so instead i'd like to refer only to myself See, when i became a kindred as it so often is it proved to be a chaotic experience when I came to my own senses, it was in my parents' living room. The two of them were laying dead on the couch, and my hands were literally covered in their blood. I was so ashamed. I couldn't leave the house. It, it crippled me. I couldn't even stand to be in the same room as their corpses, but I felt guilty leaving, and I, I couldn't bear the thought of burying them and saying goodbye. It was hard to accept what I had done. Truly. This is the existence we were given. And it isn't fair to torture ourselves for eternity over who we are. It took time. But eventually, I was able to find forgiveness in myself and come to terms with who I am. It's why I petitioned Prince Jackson with such vigor to start these group therapy sessions for Clan Malkavian. I would never wish what I had to go through on any other kindred. I've been there, and I know what it's like to feel alone. Sun glances at you and makes direct eye contact, and he says, And abandoned. I just slide my glasses back on. The road to self-acceptance is a hard 
and long one. Especially for a clan like ours. But I know that each of you are capable of incredible things. The session continues on for another hour or so. Uh, as Sun sort of goes down the line and starts to just question each member of the group. Most talk about it, but they don't go super into detail. Theodore kind of remains one of the ones who had the most explosive storytelling moment. But uh, it, it does quickly become clear that Sun still kind of has a talent for getting people to talk to him, even if they may not want to. Uh, you hear a story about how one man's beast manifested and crashed a wedding. Uh, no one actually died there, but uh, when his control returned, he'd found that he had popped every single balloon at the party, dumped a bucket of ice on the bride, and spat on the groom's mother, and all sorts of other weird quirks. Another one talked about the time they witnessed a car crash, and their beast, excited by the blood in the air, took control and fed on the victims before they could arrive and wound up killing them. And there are a few other similar stories, but eventually the session starts to wrap up. And Sun says, uh, Well, everyone, I think that's all the time we have tonight. Uh, thank you all for coming. I hope this was helpful. Uh, for your homework, I'd like you all to work on self-acceptance until our next session. Work on positive affirmations. Say them out loud to yourself. Write them down. Whatever works, just be accepting of who you are and what you all are. Oh, and Mr. Grando, could you stay for a minute before you leave? As you wish. Wonderful. Uh, the group members start to gather their things and filter out of the room, uh, and Theodore quickly hurries over and, and shakes Sun's hand, and he says, Thank you so much for tonight, sir. I, I never thought about myself this way. I'll try my best to work on it. Of course, Theodore. Thank you for coming. Theodore smiles and makes his way uh, out of the room, smiling and waving at you on his way. Um, and I'll give him away if he's a good he's a good friend. Yeah, he he's very happy uh, that you wave back to him, and, and he waves even harder. I'd he... like to get into a waving contest with Theodore Klein. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So he stops dead in his tracks. Uh huh. And he waves even faster. I wave even faster. Uh, he tries to wave faster until he, he you kind of get the sensation that he might, like, pull the muscle or something. And he's like, ah, you're really good at waving, I, Yana. I blow him a kiss and say, I have many talents. Uh, he, he sort of clutches his chest and is like, oh, oh, my. Uh, I've never had a, a girlfriend before. Is this what, are we dating now? Not in so many words, but maybe someday, my darling. Oh, well then I'll, I'll look forward to that day. Oh, my sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he'll he'll uh, he'll turn and exit the room, uh, still clutching his chest with a big smile on his face. So yeah, you, you eventually you are you and Son are the only two remaining in the room. Uh, are you still sitting in your chair? Have you gotten up and moved somewhere I'm while you're waiting? Still sitting. Cool. Sun told me to stay. I'm staying. All right. Uh, so Sun, uh, after everyone has left, um, Sun uh, picks up his chair and, and sort of brings his stuff a little closer to you and sits back down 
uh, and he says, so Yana, tell me, uh, have you ever been to therapy before? Uh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I have. Oh, uh, you have, wonderful, uh, good, well, um, then tell me, uh, in terms of your past experiences and this session this evening, um, what did you think? Uh, did you enjoy it? Uh, was it helpful? Sessions in the past have been used as evidence. Ways to, to harm rather than heal. It's not my, my favourite of activities. I'm not going to lie to you. I see. So your past experiences with therapy have you a little on edge with this new one. Okay, I understand. But, um, did you enjoy the session, at least? I learned a lot. And learning is joyous. Sun leans very close and says, There's nothing greater than learning. He stands up and says, um, Good, good. I'm glad that you're keeping an open mind. Uh, you see, I, I just wanted to, to check in with you. I, I know you're relatively new to all this, and, well, the circumstances around your sire. But tell me, in that regard, how are you adjusting? The wizard did not want me. And what am I to do? Feel sad? What's the per what, what does that gain me? Absolutely right. Best to move on. Anyway, even though I'm sure you've heard it all already, I do want to go over a few ground rules with you, and uh, I've always found that clarity and transparency are always the best philosophy. Uh, would you agree? In theory. He kind of, like, leisurely just sort of starts strolling around the room and sort of not really like circling you he's kind of just sort of like pacing but uh he, he does wind up behind you and, and he says regardless uh, here's how things will proceed from now on the prince jackson has allowed you to remain in the city despite your lack of a sire under the condition that you attend every group therapy session that you are summoned to and suddenly he places his hands on your shoulders and brings his mouth to your ear. And he says, But if you ever miss a session, if I find your behavior to be unacceptable or your participation in our sessions lacking, I'll be forced to inform the prince, who will in turn issue a blood hunt. And we don't want that, do we? That seems like quite a lot of effort. We would never want that. Sun takes his hands away and returns to his chair and says, Excellent. I just wanted to clear that up with you, sweetheart. You can go now. And I very much look forward to our next session. I bet. And I... Get up and leave. Uh, you leave the room, and I assume make your way out of the office building you find yourself in? Yes. Cool. 
as you make your way out onto the street and back into the night air, a black Rolls Royce with tinted windows pulls up to the curb in front of you. The rear window rolls down, and inside, you see Bronwyn. She isn't <laughs> looking at you, but she matter-of-factly says, Get in, you blood. Yeah, I, I get in. I'm gonna say, Ooh, my friend. My friend who I know. <laughs> Fascinated to learn more. Or do I already know it? And I get in. I open the car door and get in. I love, I love your milk. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, you get in. She doesn't really have a response. She she just kind of is looking straight ahead like she was in, in the room. But you get in. Uh, a well-dressed driver sits behind the wheel. Um, and the moment your door closes, he speeds away uh, in the direction of downtown. Bronwyn doesn't actually say anything for a solid... 10 to 15 seconds until she finally says um, I cannot stand that creature who of yours did the Holy Spirit harm once again she completely ignores your question and, and doesn't Can say I, anything did, yeah. did she react at all like did she flinch did she blink did anything do I get anything from her stone cold does right. like she's it's almost like she's just wrapped up in her own world right now um just just no emotion whatsoever and are we in like a i don't know how rolls royces are but is it like two seats facing each other like two bench seats is it uh it's it's like normal back seat of a car um so they're both facing forward great then i'd like to poke her in the temple <laughs> all right uh she kind of swats your hand away and says what are you doing there's so many thoughts churning in there it's a shame to handle it all by yourself she looks you over almost like she's evaluating you and after a moment she says look i'll cut to the chase new blood being under Sun's thumb is one of the most dangerous positions in the entire city. The ones that came before you never lived past a month. To say you're in a difficult position is a monumental understatement. How how long have I been alive? Do I know? Or uh, not alive? Dead. Right. Alive. Uh, <laughs> probably, I, I would say... I, I think you could probably... There'd be a case for uh, being a little older than a month if you would like to be. I'll leave that up to you. Um, you you could even be alive longer than that. There could be some very unique circumstances around you. It, it's just that once they people have come in contact with Sun, right? It's been a month. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that's the better question: is how long have I been under Sun's thumb? I guess yeah. how often are these therapy sessions? If this is my first one, you uh, know, it he there's a lot of Malkavians, so he probably has a session sort of like split up um, with okay. different groups. So uh, probably maybe like two to three a month for you okay yeah um so uh, yeah probably like two weeks since i ran out of sun would be my guess right yeah yeah that sounds right okay with two weeks to live that gives me a lot of fun activities to do or many questions for you to answer well then ask can he be lied to well, 
I loathe much of Sun, and I believe him lacking in many areas. He is frighteningly perceptive. It can be done. But it took me years to excel at it. Mm. Now, the only reason I put up with his presence here tonight was because the circulatory system has indicated an interest in you. That job you pulled with Deimos, you handled yourself well. And I refuse to let a promising agent be wasted in Sun's self-indulgent little games. Fortunately, as far as I can tell, he has not found that you've been playing mercenary. Everyone makes mistakes when they're young, don't you agree? For the record, I don't believe working for the circulatory system to be a mistake. I believe that to be a smart decision, frankly. Is this a warning or recruitment? Recruitment. You've pulled a job off for us rather well in the past, and... As I said, I refuse to let someone of your talents who may be of benefit to our organization to waste away under Sun's rule. I'm interested. Now, without a legitimate sire to sponsor you, you are unfortunately at Sun's mercy for the time being. But if you were to prove your loyalty to the Camarilla undisputedly, perhaps find others who could vouch for you, the prince might be willing to approve you as a fully-fledged member of the Camarilla and may overlook the situation with your sire. Fortunately for you, one such opportunity has presented itself. A white is on the rampage throughout the city. One of the other primogen, Annabelle, has been drumming up a group to hunt it down. I personally have my own differences with Annabelle, but this is a perfect opportunity for you. So I requested that you be permitted to join the hunt. She agreed. You will go to this address, and Bronwyn hands you a card for the club, as above, so below. An address and a written date and time are on the back. And she continues and says, You will ask for a zale. Tell him Annabelle sent you, and help deal with this white situation. Do this, and I'll do what I can to get you in front of the prince. Any questions? Out of character, do I... Have I ever heard of Annabelle? Do I have any idea who this is? Yeah, then I I think you would probably have a vague... uh, You may not have ever met her, but you've probably heard Annabelle's name. I almost definitely have not met her. (laughs) (laughs) So I just sort of flip the card in my hand uh, over and over and over and over again for, like... (laughs) uncomfortably long it's like a 30 second pause uh-huh. and what curse befalls the the proprietor curse well our curse if you deign to call it as such though from my understanding he does not share our clan hmm. how did you find out it was me with Damos? she sort of sits back in her chair for a moment and is sort of debating something internally, you can tell, and until she finally says, 
I'm one of the founding members of the circulatory system. Hmm. Do you really think that I wouldn't know who's moving our goods? That is a fair argument. You owe me there. Now, in the meantime, I'm afraid you do have to play ball with Sun. Go to him when he summons you, smile and nod, do what he tells you, act as quickly and efficiently as you can around him. But above all else, do not let him know about this plan. If there's anything Sun hates more than anything is when his toys get taken away from him. Frankly, underestimating him is a fatal mistake. There is a reason he is among the primogen. If he learns of this, he will do everything in his power to destroy you. Do you understand that? Yes. Good. Am I a toy because I'm shiny and new? Or am I a toy because he thinks he can use me? You're a toy because you're his favorite kind of toy. Broken and left out to the elements. Bronwyn leans forward and says to the driver, Here is good. The car pulls up to a curb and stops, and Bronwyn looks directly in your eyes and says, If you need anything in the meantime, you can find me at the Blue Velvet, but only as a last resort. We cannot risk Sun catching on to the fact that I'm helping you. Do you understand? Never return to the Blue Velvet. Good. Got it. You can leave now. Do I have any idea where I am? No, you're pretty much just on a random street in Chicago. Um, I mean, you, you've been, I assume you've been here for a pretty long time, so you could probably navigate uh, your way home. I mean, I've been there for a couple... What time What time is it? Uh, it's probably like maybe one in the morning. How far away am I from as above, so below? Uh, let's see. If they, you're outside of town... Uh, probably on foot, maybe like 45 minutes to an hour. And clubs close at three, I assume? Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably three or four. I'm going to go for a drink. Bronwyn nods and sort of hesitates for a moment, but uh, before she leaves, she, she says, One other thing. Don't mistake my intentions here. I'm not doing this out of the goodness of my heart. The system expects its investment in you to be repaid in full. If you survive this ordeal, you can expect to hear from us. I'll await the carrier pigeon. The... Well, have you gotten out of the car or are you still sitting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Okay, cool. No, no, no. Totally cool. The car door closes. And once again, the car speeds away, leaving you alone on an empty street corner. I'm gonna walk i guess towards as above so below and just sort of like look up at the sky as i do it shakily sigh you head off into the night isolated from other people perhaps but most certainly not alone mm -hmm.